Before we close this chapter of Dynamos, we've got one more bonus episode coming your way tomorrow. Mercedes-Benz ambassador Jess Hart knew more about model cars than about being a model herself. What she didn't know is that she could channel her passion into her career. Discover how Jess took control of her life and finally found the track she was destined for from the start. Join us tomorrow for this month's final journey, brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month, we're highlighting dynamos, women who've led dynamic lives that shifted, evolved, and bloomed, often later in life. Today, we're talking about an icon in American foreign policy. Please welcome the one and only Madeleine Albright. Maria Yana Korbelova was born on May 15, 1937, in Prague. She was the oldest of three children born to Anna Spigalova and Joseph Korbel. Joseph was a press and cultural attaché in Yugoslavia. He served under Czechoslovakia's first and second democratic presidents. But his proximity to the government put Maria's family in danger. Following Hitler's invasion of the Sudetenland, Maria and her family fled to London where they lived in exile. During this time, Maria spent nights in shelters, hiding during the Luftwaffe air raids. Aside from her father's political affiliations, Mary's family had another reason to fear for their future. They were Jewish. To protect their family from the Nazis, Anna and Joseph converted to Roman Catholicism in 1941. Maria and her siblings were baptized and began celebrating Christian holidays. Much of her Jewish heritage would remain unknown to Maria until much later in her life. When the war ended, Maria's family returned to Prague and Joseph became the Czech ambassador to Yugoslavia. Maria attended boarding school in Switzerland and started going by the name Madeleine. But this period of peace for the Korbel family was short-lived. In 1948, the Communist Party seized power in Czechoslovakia. Joseph was once again a political pariah. And once again, the family was forced to flee. Joseph received political asylum in the United States and moved the family to Colorado, where he accepted a teaching job at the University of Denver. With her life having reached a new level of stability, Madeline excelled in school. She attended Wellesley College, where she graduated with honors in 1959. That same year, Madeline married Joseph Medill Patterson Albright. Joseph came from a publishing dynasty. His grandfather was the founder of the New York Daily News. The marriage came with entry to a new social stratosphere, and the couple had three daughters. While raising her girls, Madeline pursued higher education. She first earned a master's and later a doctorate degree in international affairs from Columbia University. In 1983, Madeline's husband left her for another woman. The settlement from the divorce left Madeline with millions of dollars and some time on her hands. As a result, she began raising money for Democratic politicians, hosting salons in her Washington, D.C. home. Madeline loaned her expertise in foreign policy to Democratic hopefuls like Representative Geraldine Ferraro and Governor Michael Dukakis. It was while consulting for Dukakis that Madeline met the then-Arkansas governor, Bill Clinton. Four years later, when Bill Clinton won the presidency, he brought Madeline into the fold. He named her ambassador to the United Nations. In her role as ambassador, Madeline was a fierce champion of what she called assertive multilateralism. 
She believed the U.S. had a role to play in global leadership and lobbied, sometimes unsuccessfully, to expand military involvement in regions like the Balkans, Haiti, and Rwanda. She regularly clashed with then-chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Colin Powell. In her 2003 memoir, Madeleine reflected on the United States' inaction in response to the Rwandan genocide. She wrote, My deepest regret from my years in public service is the failure of the United States and the international community to act sooner to halt these crimes. Madeleine placed much of the blame for UN inaction in Rwanda at the feet of the UN Secretary General, Boutros Boutros Ghali. Their conflicting views of leadership came to a head in 1996, when the UN Security Council voted overwhelmingly to appoint Boutros to a second term. That is, until Madeleine cast a decisive veto of the appointment. In what Boutros later called an assault on his integrity, he was driven out of power. Shortly after President Clinton began his second term, he nominated Madeleine for the position of Secretary of State. She received a unanimous confirmation in the Senate and became the first woman to hold the position. This also made her fourth in line to the presidency. At the time, Madeleine was the highest-ranking woman in the history of the U.S. government. During her time as Secretary of State, Madeleine advocated for democracy and human rights around the world. She pushed for expanding NATO's membership to include nations in Eastern Europe. She advocated for intervention in Kosovo and for curbing the proliferation of nuclear weapons. She worked to normalize relations with Vietnam and China and to broker peace deals in the Middle East. In the year 2000, Madeleine became the first U.S. Secretary of State to travel to North Korea. Following Madeleine's appointment, the Washington Post began to report about her storied Jewish heritage. According to Madeleine, this was the first she'd ever heard of it. Her parents had never revealed their true ancestry. From this reporting, Madeleine also learned that she lost three grandparents in concentration camps during the Second World War. Madeleine left her post as Secretary of State in 2001. For some, her legacy is mixed. In the 1990s, intense sanctions levied against Iraq reportedly caused the deaths of hundreds of thousands of Iraqi children. In an interview on 60 Minutes, Madeleine claimed that the price was worth it. Following her time in the federal government, Madeleine wrote several best-selling books and opened a collection of consulting and investing firms. She even made a few appearances in the world of entertainment, including a cameo on Parks and Rec. In 2012, President Obama awarded Madeleine Albright the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the nation's highest civilian honor. On March 23, 2022, Madeleine Albright died of cancer. She was 84 years old. All month, we're highlighting dynamos. For more information, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. 